Dude, you got to figure this stuff out. You have access to all of our Google stuff. Yeah, but I don't know how to use it. <laughs> it is what it is. You have the you have the body of a millennial, but the 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 computer knowledge of a boomer. No, no, no. <laughs> I have the computer knowledge of the greatest generation, the ones before the boomers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Tell this woman in her devil box. <laughs> I can't find the Google. <laughs> what is a dot com? Oh man, this is gonna be good. This is the Always More Podcast. Hello and hello. It is November 3rd, and welcome to the Always More Podcast, where we believe there's always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and deeper understanding. Today on the pod, we are talking about our reviews and recommendations of the week, flying cephalopods, potatoes versus ramen, breathing through butts, how we met our wives, and so much more. But first, I'm your co-host, Tim Lichty, and sitting across from me is my hero, my shining light, my best friend and co-host, Christopher Thomas Ford. Bonjour. How you doing, my good sir? To be honest, man, I've had better days, but it is a no-bones day. No-bones day? As we're recording this, it is a no-bones day, and Noodle said it's all right. Noodle said it's all right. So explain to me, because I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely aware of the whole you situation. You mentally healthy TikTok. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> you you and my I wife not, are not. <laughs> I am not on mentally healthy TikTok. I am on mentally unstable TikTok. So what that means is there is a 13 year old pug named Noodle, and yep. his owner every day, uh, John, will come out and pick up Noodle from the bed and try to stand him up. Okay. If Noodle stands up, it means he has bones, and it's going to be a good day. You can treat yourself. You can go buy the jet ski. Go wow. Take someone out to dinner that you've never done. Set up plans to move to a new country. Do whatever you want. It's yeah. a bones day. Anything is possible. <laughs> On a no bones day, he picks him up, stands him up, and Noodle just collapses into his bed. Yeah. As though he has no bones. And on those days, it is okay to stay in bed, wear stretchy pants, not bother about anything, cancel plans. No bones day. You got to take care of yourself. Mm. So today's a no bones day. The fact that I'm even here right now is a blessing unto you. <laughs> How does that work with work? It's a no bones day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I've called in for no bones day. Before. Have you really? I have. Yeah. I've called John and been like, Sorry, hey, man, it's a, it's a no bones day. I can't work today. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, no bones. The dog had no bones. And then I just hang up. Oh, man. That's good stuff. Well, guys, we're back. We're back. Dude, that was okay, if you if you're if you're coming into this and you don't know what we're talking if about. If you somehow <laughs> missed the last seven episodes, but you're starting this week. We we have come uh we have just come out of a deconstruction series and Which yes, was our first series. Correct. And it is just as deep as you can imagine it. <laughs> uh someone and yet still very surface level when it comes to deconstruction. Oh, absolutely. Just scratching the surface. Um I, I someone on YouTube I think it was on YouTube, commented something along the lines of, like, great series and really... Or no, someone emailed me, actually, and uh, it's like, wow, you, you really got into this. You didn't just do one episode. You did seven. I'm like, yeah, we did seven. <laughs> we were, we were going to do a lot more. <laughs> Halfway, we're like, okay, we got to I had to talk Tim down out of... Uh, I think we initially had ten episodes planned. Something like that. I had to talk Tim out of it, so... 
Um, you guys, we're glad that we did it. Like, there's no regrets with it. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, we, we if, even just for my mental state, I'm glad that I was able to get a lot of things out. and just. It's and, really nice to be able to, like, get it off our chest and right. like, talk to each other about it, talk to you guys about it, yeah. really put it out there. So, and it kind of helps solidify some of the things that we were thinking. Like, right. As I say this out loud, okay, this is why I feel this right, way. Right, exactly. It was really nice. Yeah, whenever you have those Facebook conversations with people or in the comments, a lot of times there's a lot of context missing. And so, to me, anyways, it was important to kind of put in the, like Chris said, the whys as to what I believe in and all that stuff. Get some context for it. That's right. All right, man. Well, hey, we're, we're, we're moving on. We're, we got our segments. That we're back. We are going into this. And I forgot that we actually don't have a sound for this first segment, but you're, you're introducing it. We still don't have a sound for this. Forgive me. You had seven episodes worth no, of time. No, don't you even freaking dare. <laughs> Come on, Tim. You're dropping the ball. I might be. What is the first segment, Chris? Our first segment is Wreck and Rev. Yeah. This is where we give you guys our recommendations and reviews for the week, things that we enjoyed that we think you might as well. Or maybe that you'll hate them, and mm. we just don't care. <laughs> What's yours, Tim? Yeah, what, have, okay. what have you seen? All right, so I got three, and they're all uh, uh, entertainment, visual entertainment. So the first one is a movie by the name of No Time to Die. Now, is that the new James Bond film you're that talking about? absolutely is, my friend. Uh, it is the last installment of Daniel Craig as James Bond. Uh, and I, I think, don't hate me on this, but he is... I might have to rewatch his whole saga again, but he might be my favorite Bond. I think he he's worthy, not just with his the amount of films he's done, but just the different type of Bond we've seen. And there's a lot more. And granted, it's not just because of Daniel Craig, but just the what we've seen out of this Bond is so much different in a good way compared to the other Bonds that we've had. I'm still sticking with uh, Pierce Brosnan. Is do you really like Pierce Brosnan? No, I just wanted to see. Oh my reaction. god! I was about to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. Daniel Craig did an amazing job as Bond. Yeah. He has my heart forever as Bond. Yeah, yeah. But he, I think I would still, regardless of the misogyny, have to stick with Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery did it best. He, he's 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 the other person. It's between him and Daniel that I'm yeah. I'm fighting. Yeah, over. for sure. Um, but yeah, it was really good. It was a good conclusion to everything, and no spoilers here. But. Um, I told, I'm going to look I, up spoilers I, later I told, on. I told Chris before we started airing uh, that there are two things that happen in this film that has never been seen in a Bond film before. Um, so if you're any kind of Bond fan, you might you might enjoy Which it. Which I am. <laughs> Not only have I seen, but I own every Bond film yeah. to date. I'm, I'm working on it. I got, I think, half up there on my shelf. Back about half. I have digital copies if you want them. I might. I might ask for them. Yeah. All right. Sounds, sounds good enough. All right, next up, a uh, TV show that I just finished the second season of, Ted Lasso. Uh, I still need to get into that. Oh, my God, Chris. I swear to God. I you want need to. to watch this I show. I want to. Uh, I introduced it to my sister the other day, and I was like, look, Becca, if you don't like it, because it's about it's it's a background of soccer. It's not all about soccer, but it's in the background of it. And I was like, Becca, if you don't like it, that's fine. We won't have to watch it, but I think you might enjoy it. And so she watched the first episode, and I kind of look at her, and she goes, next one. Like, okay. So we got through five in one night. Nice. And uh, it was just, it's a great show. And that's uh, Jason Sudeikis, right? Yeah, he's so good. He's, he, he uh, I think he just won an Emmy? No. No, no, no. What's the TV award? I don't know. I thought it was Emmys. Okay, so maybe it was an Emmy. Oscars is for movies. Right. I think Emmys is for TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so Golden Globe, one of the two. 
I, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to all that. I don't care about awards. Anyway, anyway. Unless they're my awards. It was Emmy because I remember seeing the, the, the show got seven Emmys. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, really great show. Season two was, uh, I would say, a little bit less. I mean, in any second season, it's rather usually a hit or a miss. And this one wasn't either. It was kind of like in the middle ground, but it was still in the same light. Every time I watched it, I was like, okay, yeah, that's why I watch it. Um, so, anyways, Ted Lasso, really good. Right. And then... Last one, it's a film that I have had no context going into uh, about, and that is Dune. Yeah. It was really good. I really enjoyed it's it. It's on my list. I have HBO Max. I'm going to watch it. I'm just Ooh. waiting on Tyler to watch the old one before <gasps> I watch the new one. Why? So he has context. But it's the same thing. Well, he's not going to read the book. but Oh. Like, I've read the book. I watched the old one. Oh, you read the book? Now I want to watch the new one and oh. see how cool it is. Uh, fun fact about Dune. They all poop and pee in their suits. Well, thank you for that little bit of information. Yeah, I'll explain that to you later so when we have more time, but <laughs> they all poop and pee in their suits. Not the actors, the characters in that universe. Yeah, yeah, I get it. They have to. Okay. To conserve moisture. It's a good movie. It's part one. There's two parts. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I think Oh, they split it into two. Yeah, yeah. The director did really good with it. So there's probably a lot more from the book in this movie. Yes. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. I thought it was just like a remake of the old one. No, I don't think so. All right. Yeah. Sweet. All right. That's all I got. What you got, Chris? Yeah. So uh, mine are a show that I didn't think I was going to like, but I got sucked into it. You on Netflix. Me? Not you. You. <laughs> Anybody? Fresh hour? Yeah. Uh, uh, um, so this one is about Joe Goldberg, who is an accidental serial killer. Accidental? Yeah, more or less. Okay, so he's he's not all there psychologically. Like, he falls in love with women and ends up stalking them, and he thinks he's doing great, and he's protecting them, and he ends up killing people in the process, and then they're like, dude, you're a murderer. And he's like, no, I'm not, and then he kills them. What do you mean? Just just stumbles and accidentally kills people in the process of stalking these girls? Yeah, so for, like, um, spoilers if you haven't seen you, but in... One episode, this woman uh, has a a friend that is, like, dragging her down, basically. And oh, he kills this friend gotcha. because he's trying to help out the woman. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And then she finds out, and she's like, no, dude, you're a murderer. So he kills her <laughs> and then frames another guy that he didn't like for the murder. So he, I, I thought you meant, like, he just, like, ac- accidentally, like, stumbled into people. and <laughs> no, just, like, accidentally <laughs> kills them. No, no, he intentionally kills them, but he doesn't. He doesn't initially start out wanting to kill them. Got it. Got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a pretty crazy series. I think there's three uh, three seasons now, and there's a fourth one has been renewed. Oh. So it'll be pretty cool. I got sucked into it. The last season was, in my opinion, better, if not predictable. Mm. But that's just because I watch a lot of crime shows. Yeah, gotcha. Um, it was a really good one. Um, the next one I watch is High on the Hog. Hmm. I think that one is on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. Hulu? Maybe. I'll check, I'll check it out later. But uh, High on the Hog is a food documentary, but it's also the history of black people oh. in the U.S. in relation to food. Oh, uh, so fascinating. It follows this guy that starts off in Africa learning about the African cuisine, yeah. um, the slave trade while he's there, and then it 
comes to America and he goes through the south and then hits Texas and then up into the north following basically the Atlantic slave trade, but tying it all back to food. So that's definitely a series that I would suggest. And if you are black, it is so emotional. Mm. Like you can feel it in your soul. You can feel it in your ancestors bones. Like it, it is hard to watch at certain points. Yeah. Um, even like my wife being as white as she is, like it really hit her. She cried multiple times. I cried, mm. but it is a phenomenal show. Ooh, I'm gonna add it then. And then um, the last one, Star Wars Visions. I need to watch it, man. You I haven't watched? Oh, I, oh, you have you haven't watched Visions? You haven't watched Visions? Okay, uh, uh, Ted Lasso is on season two, so you better shut up, man. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, by that logic, though, Visions is on, like, season nine because they're all individual no, stories. No, that is not how this works. <laughs> no, uh, Visions is a non-canon Star Wars anthology. Basically, they, each episode is standalone. They don't relate. It's Star Wars meets anime. Yeah. Which is probably where I would live. If I could, if somebody was like, hey, you have to pick a genre to live in, it's Star Wars anime. Right. That's it. You know, thinking back at just how where Star Wars gets its um, its inspiration from. Yeah, which it, is, it's all from the old school Japanese right. samurai movies. I'm surprised that they didn't come up with this earlier. Like, like oh, George I'm, Lucas. I'm sure they did, but have you seen how toxic fans of Star Wars can well, be? Like, yeah. it's, it's too Asian influenced. Well, you know. Have you done any research into that? The history of Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, like, surprised George Lucas didn't decide to... I mean, granted, Clone Wars, the, like, the original Clone Wars had that little bit... had a little bit more of a style in that animation, but it was definitely... I'm just surprised they didn't come out with this earlier or something along those lines, but... Yeah. No, it, it was definitely a, a really cool... Um, really cool series to watch. And it's done by different anime studios. So the style of anime is different from each episode. That's fascinating. So you get to see like the old school 90s and 80s anime style. You get to see like the the newer like Naruto style of drawing. Mm. You get to see like the sketch drawings with like the very basic color palettes. It's a really cool Mm. setup. So definitely check that out. Those are our Wreck and Revs for the week. Nice. All right. Well, moving on. We have another uh, fun segment, and that is, I don't know who needed to hear this, but... I don't know who needed to hear this, but if you're going to criticize a video, a podcast, a TikTok, a creator of any kind for not doing something that you want to do, first, make sure to watch the whole freaking thing first. (laughs) Because if you say, hey, I don't like how you tore everybody down and you didn't build anybody up... And then, like, that's the whole point of your thing. <laughs> I don't know. We, we got that comment on a YouTube video during our deconstruction. Multiple, multiple comments. Multiple. <laughs> during our deconstruction series. It's like, oh, you're tearing everybody down for how they believe. Like, literally, our ending segment, though, for each individual episode yeah. was building people back up and making sure that it wasn't an attack on the Right. Like, the whole point of this series was not to try to make people believe into a new, make people believe a new thing. It was just letting people know, hey, this is what we have deconstructed. Yeah. So that might mean, it might sound a little, and it was at parts a little sad and depressing in a manner, but the point wasn't to convince anyone of new things. It was just to let people know, hey, these are where we've landed now because we have taken apart what we have learned. Yeah. So. And then uh, number two on that one, even if. You watch the whole thing and they still don't do what you want. 
they're not obligated to do what you want. <laughs> Creators can create whatever they want. Yeah. If you don't like it, move on. Move on. Watch something else. All right. I don't know who needed to hear this, but potatoes are cheaper than ramen, have more nutritional value, and will keep you fuller longer. Are you telling me that potatoes are cheaper than 17 cents per pack? I think by the pound. I mean, like. I mean, I would, yeah, by the pound for sure, because ramen weighs like six <laughs> ounces if you stack a 12 pack together. Look, and look. each potato is like a pound, but you know. <laughs> I saw this online. It's like, if, if you're strapped for cash and need food, instead of trying ramen and noodles, buy a big bag of potatoes. There are so many ways of cooking them, and they're almost all delicious. Yeah, no, so, they're super versatile, and we always have potatoes at our house. Yeah, so, so yeah. yeah, just keep keep that in mind, for all, especially for all you young men out there who are now living alone and moved out of your parents' house and... And you're strapped for money, and you know you need you need to you need some kind of nutrition in your life, and yet you're low on cash. Potatoes. Learn yeah. to cook a little bit. And not to be misogynist or misandrist, but um, it is mostly young men that, it is that most- don't know how to cook. <laughs> I know this that because one, I was. That one is of them. one benefit to the patriarchy that women are taught house yeah. things, yeah. and so when they move out on their own, they know how to cook. Usually, yeah, not always, but. Usually. Yeah. All right. Well, we are moving on. Our next segment. Which okay. is. What did I miss? Yes. Hey, you got the sound right. I had time. it ready. I had it ready. <laughs> this did, is a part did of. Did you the, label them? I sure time? did. I, I love was it. Right, I, I love was it. ready. Uh, this is a part of the show where we like to present to you some news that you probably didn't hear about. So I'm going to die first into this, if you don't mind. Please do. Um, okay. So imagine this. You and some friends uh, are having a good time, and you know you're drinking, and your friend has possibly had one too many. You ever been in a situation like that? No, I'm usually the friend that's had one too. Okay, many. makes sense. Um, and so he chooses to take a little moment to walk it off in the nearby woods. Well, the problem arises when your friend doesn't come back. You and your friends notify the authorities, and as authorities start a search and rescue mission, the locals join in. You all join together and search for a while, but things aren't looking good. You begin to become desperate and just start yelling out his name. And then all of a sudden, a random local search party volunteer goes, Who are we looking for? I'm here. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> okay, so in Turkey, uh, in this town of Inigol, uh, this man, like I just mentioned, got himself a little too drunk. Found himself so drunk that he just got lost in the woods. And as the search party was looking for him, he somehow miraculously found himself within his own search party. And I'm not sure how long he was searching for himself, but (laughs) he, uh, he, uh, he, he, he got found. (laughs) You know, I want to make fun of that man, but that is absolutely something I would do. (laughs) I just want to help. Who are we looking for? This guy named Chris on it. And then somebody's like, Chris Ford. I'm like, wait, what? That's me. That's me. I thought we were looking for a different Chris. Uh, according to India Times, in the end, Mutlu, I think that was his name, was transported back to his home and family safely. Uh, there, uh, This is no ordinary incident, and it will probably remain one of the weirdest missing person incidents to have been dealt with by the local authorities. So there you go. Local man got so drunk, ended up in his own search party. Lovely. <laughs> All right, what you got, Chris? All right, so... 
I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, Chris Crow. Uh, which, first of all, if you're going to be a zoologist, Chris Crow is the name to that's have. That's a good name, yeah. Like that, that's a supervillain origin if I've ever heard one. <laughs> um, but this man, Chris Crow, is, for all intents and purposes, effectively married to a crane. I'm sorry? Yeah, like a, the bird, crane. Yeah. The, the big standy birds. A human being is married to a, a bird? A human being is effectively, not legally, but effectively married to a bird. I'll explain. I don't like this. Uh, so like many <laughs> birds, cranes mate for life. Yeah. And walnut, the crane, when she first hatched, was handled by humans, raised from being a little, I, I guess they're called chicks. I don't know what baby cranes are called. Um, but she imprinted on a human. Okay. Rather than imprinting with other cranes. So these different zoos that had her, I think she went from like two or three different zoos. Uh, they would try to mate her because her crane species is an endangered species. Yeah. Um. So they would try to mate her and help restore the population. But she may or may not have murdered her attempted mates. Oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, she decided, or they decided rather, to send her to the Smithsonian because they have a separate area for that. They have the option to artificially inseminate these birds, all kinds mm, of scientific okay. re- reasons. Chris Crane got a job at Crane that zoo. Crane or Crow? Or sorry, yeah, Chris Crow got a job at that zoo um, because he had handled other types of cranes before. He was pretty good at what he did, yeah. and they brought him in to be the caretaker for this particular crane five days out of the week. Uh, this crane decided, you know, I kind of like this guy. He's pretty cool. <laughs> and in order to artificially inseminate him, artificially inseminate her, rather, Chris Crow had to do the mating dance. <laughs> and she accepted. Oh, my goodness. So he's been taking care of her for the past 14 years. Oh. And those cranes live to be about 60. So <laughs> <laughs> this is effectively like they're they're together for life. Like, even if he retires, he's going to be at that zoo every day oh my to gosh. see his bird wife, Oh, which is really nice. Um, <laughs> they actually have been able to artificially inseminate her, and she's laid eggs that yeah. they've then had to take away because she doesn't view other cranes as part of her species. She thinks she's people, which is great. Uh, so they'll inseminate the eggs, and then they'll take them away, give them to other cranes to raise as baby cranes, and that's fine. They're all good to go. Um, but since 2004 is what the article said, they have been together happily, and it is adorable. Well, I'm glad that it didn't turn as sick as I thought it was going to turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a safer a safer route for the story to have gone, yeah. Uh, she's a white nape crane, by the way. Oh. They're originally from Asia, and they brought her over to take care of, basically. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Well, that that was that was interesting, Chris. Where do, where do we find this stuff? Bro, I don't I think I found this one on TikTok actually. Oh, like I found man. it on TikTok and then I did some more research into it. Yeah. TikTok is wild, man. You can find all kind of good and bad things on there. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, hey, that is all we have for what did I miss? And so, uh next up, we're going to go into our main segment, which is how we met our wives. Let's do it. Come on. are for all intents and purposes anyway back yeah in some form or another 
We didn't actually go anywhere. No. Basically, we just hit the button, and then we hit the button again, and we keep going. But for you guys, there's a delay. Well, look at you pulling, uh, pulling the curtain behind, uh, uh, revealing the the man behind the curtain. What's the phrase? Dang it! That, no, that was it. The, yeah, that was it. One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I feel like I don't want to lie to our listeners. Oh my gosh, that's all it is. I just want them to know everything that goes on. Well, I'm not, I'm not about to reveal all the edits I have to do in order so to make so many this. edits. <laughs> Mostly my fault. <laughs> But uh, also your fault. It's it's all of our faults. Yeah. We're in this together. <laughs> no, you're in this together. <laughs> no, you're in this. <laughs> oh, Julian Smith. All right. Well, <laughs> while we were doing our deconstruction series, um, we both had our seven-year anniversaries yeah. for our weddings. That's Not right. to each other, because I don't think that's legal in Texas. <laughs> oh, do I have multiple marriages? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, but... In lieu of that, uh, we decided to get back into the swing of things by talking about how we met our wives. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a reference to one of our favorite shows, How I Met Your Mother. That's right. And other romantic tales along the way. Yeah. PG versions, um, because yes. that's all we had, really. We didn't ask our wives about any other details either. Yeah, so, so we're not. I don't even think. I didn't tell Janelle we were doing this episode. I, I told my wife. Oh, man. I guess you guys are better than we are. I mean, I just. Just <laughs> random conversation. Hey, by the way, I'm going to tell all of our most intimate <laughs> stories. Um, hope you're cool. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so let's let's uh, get into this. this. Another thing about this, like, you put notes down. Okay. I was just going to tell okay. a story. Okay, now, look, you, you better, like, be proud of me here because I was about to write out everything, but I only put bullet notes or, uh, yeah, bullet, bullet points. I also see that you changed names. I did. I'm here for it. Because because some people, I mean, look, they're all loved by Jesus and are all human beings. And I don't want to disrespect. <laughs> but not <anybody>. by you. <laughs> but they're all. I, I I look. I have no hate or disdain against any of them. But um, yeah, just just because I know one of them for sure is is still within, is still known and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> not, Reference light. Uh, just it, they're still in a circle of people that I know. And p- that friends of mine know, and so right, yeah, just just okay. just out of respect. That's all. Fair enough. And I'm not I'm I'm not dissing on anyone, but I thought I'd just you know, I guess I should probably change some names too. Then <laughs> you don't have to. I plan to. <laughs> um, we, we already got honest in the last series. You can right, <laughs> I, w- I want you to go first so I can follow your track. I know you put me first in the notes, but I want you to go first okay. so that I can follow your train. All right. So, uh, like. Ted Mosby from How Much Mother. I could have very easily turned this into a, a nine uh, series show. Um, very easily. <laughs> very easily. Uh, because Jessica and I's relationship uh, before we got married was about a 10-year journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, so here we go. Uh, I first moved to Colleen in 2004. And uh, during that time, right before we moved here, or maybe it was like when we first moved here, we went out to eat with a family who was already pastoring at Grace Christian Center, which is the church that my dad got a job at. And that family was the Lifeesty family. And in that family of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven at the time, six, um, was Jessica Lichty, because Justice wasn't adopted yet. You got Ashley, Rachel, Jess, Anna, Andrew, five. I didn't realize Andrew was there too. Yeah, he was born. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, and Jessica was there. We uh, we uh, we actually officially met. So that part of the story is really short. Uh, we met at this restaurant called Papa's Cafe in Harker Heights. Uh, they were the first family that I met, and that is a delicious restaurant. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I've, I don't think I've been since. Do not, do not look into the kitchen. Oh, that. Okay, that's one of those places you just you just eat, you leave. <laughs> It's good food. Don't ask questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Well, during that time, I, I do remember being, you know, struck by her. I remember being attracted and just how beautiful she was. And, I mean, granted, I was a seventh-grade-year-old boy. And so, um, but I, I, I remember just really being attracted to her. Uh, and so, um, we we went to the same youth group, obviously. And so, I quickly kind of grew or uh, grew this um, this crush on her. And uh, I let it known pretty much to everyone, I think. You, you knew I had a crush on her, right? No. Are you sure? Because cause, cause the next point is we went to a summer camp. And this was the only summer camp we all well, went to. You, I say no, but that's only because I have blocked out a large <laughs> chunk of my childhood. Um. So maybe I did. I don't know. Well, I don't remember. So so during the summer camp, uh, again, I had a huge crush on Jessica, but she had no feelings towards me. In fact, she had z- so little feelings that she decided to get a summer camp boyfriend, uh, which means that she got a boyfriend for seven days that went to a completely different church in a completely different city and just to spite me. Um, was it just to spite you, or was she just not no. interested and she liked this other guy enough to make him her son? Ask her. Ask her. It was to spite me. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> In line between love and hate, I guess. Yeah, I, I remember making a big deal out of it, and I remember like talking to – I do remember talking to Dre about it. And Dre, of course, Dre was always probably the, the most mature out of all of us, but he was just like, dude, just just chill. It's just a girl. And I remember I remember that so distinctly for whatever reason. Um. So yeah, shortly after that, Jessica moved away. Uh, she, her and her family moved to New Braunfels, where her family still is today. Um, and so at that time, we kind of created this long-distance friendship. Um, during that time, we had AOL Messenger throwback. You <laughs> uh, got mail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we uh, we message each other a lot uh, on that. We send each other um, things, and we just had a, a growing friendship that was. We obviously had crushes on each other, but it was it was kind of those things to where we knew that we couldn't really do anything about it. Um, so in fact, one time uh, I had a jazz concert. It was a competition in uh, San Marcos, I think, which is like only thirty minutes away from them. So she came by with her sister Rachel, and uh, we met. And it was like the most awkward thing ever because I think I was like a freshman or sophomore at the time and we just didn't know what to do or say because most of our conversations were in AOL form right <laughs> you can't send emojis and you can't do all these different things and so <laughs> I mean not with that attitude you can't um and so it was right in that time that I uh I was the first to be a jerk in our relationship uh, because around that time um I was a sophomore and I, I was a sophomore boy, a young boy, who um, who would rather have close fint- physical uh, intimacy with someone than have a long-distance relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided to take it upon myself to date this girl named Susan. Um, now, I dated this girl very quickly and abruptly. 
Um, and it basically caught Jessica off guard. I basically had told her, oh, I'm sorry if you caught the wrong idea about us. And I was totally lying and just trying to get out of it. And I was just, I was just an ass. Um, but yeah, so started dating this girl named Susan, who uh, just so happens had dated multiple people in our friend group. Chris, yeah. Chris being um, uh, among them. Yeah, I also <laughs> dated Susan. Um, no shade to Susan, though. No, no, I, I haven't talked to her in since. I, I really. do remember hearing a comment from somebody that you and I both know that if one person in our friend group were to get mono, we would all have <laughs> mono. <laughs> and I have never been so offended by something so true. <laughs> Because that was not the first time that happened. It wasn't even the second time. And it would not be the last time. That we all dated the same person? At least two of the group dated the same person, yes. Who was the other person? Um, I will type it here in the notes so you can <laughs> see it. What are you talking about? Hold I don't, on, hold on. I'm, okay, there's one person I dated that someone else did, but not like all of us collectively. Now, granted, it was only, I think, three of us out of our guys you know, brotherhood group that dated Susan. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, like, it wasn't all at once, though it was pretty quickly. <laughs> Within like a year or two, you dated Susan longest, I think, or something along those lines. Um, so. Can you see? No, it, it's not showing up. What do you, it's not showing up. I typed it in like near my name. Near your name? Yeah. Under oh. The- I didn't date any of them. Yes, you did. I, I dated the first one. And the second one. Oh, I did. <laughs> Bro, did you forget? Wait, are you sure? I am positive. I might have had a crush on her, but I don't think... No, you definitely dated her. Okay. It was brief, but definitely dated her. <laughs> oh, and then... um, Hold on, what, what was the other one? Okay, guys, okay, so Chris is giving out a list of names here, and I'm, I'm trying... Okay, yeah, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that one. Okay. Yeah, so don't worry about that. Okay, true, 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 true. We, <laughs> it was a weird time, guys. It, very much like how I met your mother. We all just kind of dated the same people and just stayed friends. That's who we knew. That's who we spent time <laughs> right, with. Right, right. It was our circle. It was very, very interesting. Um, okay, so uh, Susan and I broke up uh, shortly after, and so Jessica and I resumed talking again. And then that just kind of drizzled out for after a while. So we, we got to know each other a lot, and we got to be friends for a long time, but it just kind of faded out. And so I started dating another girl uh, during my junior year. Her name was Judy. Um, and again, all these names are changed. Um, to protect the innocent. <laughs> uh, and uh, we this was my longest relationship at the time. Um, and it was fine. It was, it was, it was a somewhat healthy relationship. But there was signs that I was still definitely – thinking and attracted to Jessica. Uh, one time, Jessica came to visit. And, um, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to save that story for later because it's going to be good for another segment. But long story short. I know that story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's going to be funny. <laughs> uh, long story short, uh, I definitely still had feelings for Jessica, and uh, I'm sure my ex knew about it. In fact, she, she very much well did know about it. <laughs> um, so we broke up. It was a really horrible breakup. It was, again, it was we dated for a couple years. Um, and then I dated another girl, which, again, I want to save again for that other segment, but it's what you were mentioning earlier, Chris. Um, and she she was very much my rebound girlfriend after this other relationship. Which, to be fair, you were also her rebound boyfriend, weren't you? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It was fine. You yeah, guys yeah, are rebounding we're, we're, each other. It's fine. It's <laughs> I, don't fine. Feel, I don't feel too bad about it. No shade. Um, okay. So after that, uh, Jessica and I began talking again. And this time it was a lot more like, okay, we're definitely being romantic. We we're definitely sharing things. We sent, I made mixed CDs. I <laughs> you made her a mixtape. I did. <laughs> I mean, vice versa. We actually did to each other. Don't, don't, dude. It was great. I, I'm not knocking I, it. I still have them saved too. I'm not knocking it, man. I did the same thing with Janelle. <laughs> That's uh, how I got her to fall in love with me. I'll tell that story. Yeah, later. yeah. So uh, I would send her things. She would send me things. And uh, eventually, she was in Oklahoma at the time, actually. She was going to Rainbow. And this was where um, we... So I went to go up to see her graduate. And that was actually the first time that I deliberately went on a date with her. Um, we uh, it was we she we went to her graduation and that night was actually the night that we shared our first kiss. It was at the door Aww. doorstep of her grandmother's door, and uh, luckily I didn't get the you know you know how like old school parents or grandparents would like flicker on the light outside to like all right time to leave time to go didn't yeah. get that, uh, but we shared a first kiss there it was really great and then the next morning we had our first date and we went to uh, wasn't that special we went to IHOP. Um, IHOP can be special. I mean, it was great. We had great food. <laughs> I mean, if it was at IHOP, no, you didn't, but all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was our first kiss and our first date. Um, so, after that, and this is where I'm going to basically just summarize the next year, year and a half of this relationship because it was very much on again, off again. Um, I still very much loved Jessica, but through. I'll, I'll blame it on both of us because there were things that I did that were definitely red flags and things that she did that were not great either. And we both acknowledge that. Um, so next year and a year and a half, she moved back to Colleen and I was desperate to be with her. And that was very much showing. And so I had to learn to, you know, not be a desperate person and love myself kind of thing. Um, and just a lot of other things that, again, I'm not going to get into all the weeds here. And, um, uh, and so a lot of that happened, but once we kind of figured it out, once we are like, okay, yes, we definitely want to be with one another. I think two months later we got engaged, which was problematic for me, but you know, move on. <laughs> it worked out guys. We, we've talked about this to each other, so it's not like we're going to about to fight about this, but uh, then six months after that we got married. And so, yeah, that's how I met, dated and married my wife. All right. But, see, that's the thing. It was a quick marriage. And, granted, looking back, we probably could have dated and, like, been engaged a little bit longer. But at the same time, I defend that logic with um, we, we, were, we were in communication and knew each other very well, 10 years long at least. And so, but, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> if that ain't the mantra of my life. <laughs> Chris, how about you? How did you meet Janelle? All right. So, picture it. Sicily, 1942. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we actually met at church. Um, this was after I had left Grace, which, come to find out later on, she had also attended Grace a few times. Yeah. Because yeah. Grace was like the biggest church in the city, yeah. and we had the biggest youth group. And definitely definitely the hub. That's where all the, ki the cool kids went all to All the cool out. kids went to GC Crew. Um, there's actually a friend of hers that swears up and down she introduced us, and I have no recollection of this person <laughs> at all. Not just of no, that person introducing me. <laughs> I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> but moving on. Um, yeah, so we missed each other a lot, actually, through our whole lives. Um, she had – her family is also military, and – when my family was in Oklahoma, 
uh, my family, not me. I was not born yet. They made friends with a family who, when my dad was stationed somewhere else, stayed there. That family was actually Janelle's babysitter. Oh. And then when we went to uh, Fort Hood, her family moved to Fort Hood from another base. And uh, her dad met some of my dad's soldiers and friends and things like that. Yeah. And we had just kept missing each other oh. through our whole lives. Um, so when I... When my family left Grace, we started going to a church called Faith Point, uh, Faith Temple at the time, and I made friends with this girl, Jordan, who is, <laughs> as you all know, Janelle's sister. Yeah. Um. So with me being friends with Jordan, we were just hanging out, talking one day, and then her sister walked into the building. Um, she was coming down the stairs. Oh, please tell me. It was like the movies. Like, Oh, it was exactly like the movies. Like, it was in slow motion. <laughs> yes. I saw her, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Who is this angel of a human being? <laughs> and then she walked up because, obviously, Jordan is her sister. She walked up to Jordan, and she said, hey, you know, sorry I'm late. I was making lunch for everyone, and I was like, oh, man, she can cook. <laughs> and then I was uh, – while I was watching Star Wars, and I was like, oh, my God, she loves Star Wars. <laughs> And then she said, and then when I got here, there was a Beatles song on the radio, and I couldn't just turn it off. And I was like, oh, my God, she loves the Beatles. <laughs> and, like, all of this was internal. Yeah. And then I thought the next part was also going to be internal. But my very first words to this woman or girl at the time were, will you marry me? <laughs> not hi, not, hey, I'm Chris, not, yeah. oh, is this your sister? You know, like, somebody smooth. Like, I had been, like, y'all asked him. Okay, yeah, hold on, pause, because I know where you're going with this. Up until this point, Chris was the cool kid. He was the the boy that all the girls were attracted to. Yeah, that's how we met. That's how I that's how I knew I wanted to be around Chris because he was a cool guy. And if you remember back to our first episode, how we met, he rejected me as a friend <laughs> to, for his his I friends. Had a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. You keep saying that. Um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, he was the he had no issues uh, getting girlfriends. Let me say it like that. Yeah, yeah. Not saying um, that you had a lot of girlfriends, but I'm just if I wanted a girl to be my girlfriend, right, right. she was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I was very smooth, and I don't say that to toot my own horn. Just, no. like, the fact of the matter is I was typically very smooth. You're a smooth man. And this just, it came out, and she was like, um, I'm 15, <laughs> and then walked away. And I was just like, no, wait, come back. <laughs> no. So it, it became my goal at that point yeah. to uh, get her to marry me at some point in yeah. the future. Um, now, obviously, that did not happen. Immediately, <laughs> no. it happened eventually. The only girl to ever reject me is now my wife. So yeah, suck on that. <laughs> um, but moving on from there, so obviously we were both kids. I think I was sixteen at the time. She was fifteen. Um, yeah, that's the math. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, between the time that I actually did end up dating her, I had dated a few girls in between that. Um, obviously because she. I think she was faking it, but she says she was genuinely not interested in me <laughs> um, because I was the guy that all the girls liked, yeah. and Janelle wanted nothing to do with that. Yeah. Uh, so we, we were just friends. Um, I would hang out with her and her friends, who obviously were also my friends, and I was just a flirty guy, so I flirted with everybody in the friend group. That's yeah. just who I was. Um, and I dated a few other girls in between that time, and then... 
eventually. Some that I dated too, apparently. Yeah, some that Tim also dated. Um, eventually, I think it was her sophomore, maybe junior year, she started dating this guy. And McDouche? Yeah, that guy. Mm. Uh, so she started dating this guy, and that ended up being a long-term relationship. Mm. By this point in time, like I said, Janelle and I were pretty close friends. Yeah. So I decided, no, I'm going to marry this girl. <laughs> when, whenever she's done with this guy, I know she's going to eventually break up with him. Yeah. Um, it basically turned into misery business by Paramore. Mm. So I'm just like waiting for her to break <laughs> up with this guy. Um, I go off to college. I come back. I go off to my Disney internship. And when I come back from that, and I'm I'm glossing over a lot of relationships. We, we kind of have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm glossing over that. When I come back, the day I get back, I think I passed out at home. And then the next day, I went out with uh, Janelle, her sister, and another friend. And I think one other friend, maybe. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, one other friend. Um, and... She broke up with her boyfriend that night, uh, mostly because he was stalking her, and it was really creepy. Um, he threatened to fight me, which was also great uh, because I had already beaten him once. Um, <laughs> in a play fight, not a real fight. So she broke up with her boyfriend a month later. Actually, he is very quick to tell you that it, it was not even a month <laughs> because it was 29 days, I think. Oh, 28 my days. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but a month later... Janelle and I started dating, and then we dated for a year. I went to master's commission where we obviously had to break up, came back, dated for a little bit longer, um, which we'll just consider all dating because I wasn't dating anybody else at the time. Yeah. Uh, neither was she, for the record. And then we got engaged. We were engaged for a year, got married, and it's been bliss ever since. Yeah. So that is my love story with Janelle, obviously omitting some facts. Yeah. Yeah, during that whole debacle with McDouche, I was I was I was I was halfway through all that because it was after we graduated and I was hanging out with all it was it was three of us mostly, which was really funny how she would hang out with with us, you and me. Yeah. And then also have a boyfriend, but it, it was just so, it, was, it was like I was like the <laughs> Look, look we, Janelle and I were best friends. Yeah, yeah. You and I are best friends. So you and Janelle are best friends. Yeah, yeah. And then this guy <laughs> didn't like either of us no. because we were males hanging out. And we, he, we were very threatening, which, I mean, say what you want about him. His instincts were spot on. That's, I was yeah. absolutely trying to steal his girl. <laughs> Not actually steal, but I was ready when she dropped him because I knew she was going to eventually. You were being a respectable I didn't human put, being. Yeah, I didn't put effort into stealing her. Right, I just right. hung out with her and respected her as a human. Treat, yeah, treated her that like was a it. human. I wasn't like, hey, you should break up with your boyfriend. Right, right. No, I was just there because we were friends. We yeah. were friends before they started dating. Yeah. And we were friends long after. <laughs> so there you go. That is that is my story. If you want more details, you can ask, but eh. <laughs> All right. So we're going to continue on. Don't worry. We're not done yet because, as mentioned in the title of this episode, uh, we're going to kind of just reveal some other – or not reveal, uh, but kind of share some other tales and experiences of ours regarding some of the details that we might have skipped over. Also PG versions. Yes, yes. Um, so first off, before we get into our stories, let's just uh, let's just break into it by uh, sharing our favorite romantic scenes from movies and shows. Now, I don't know about you, Chris, but I'm not usually a romantic film kind of 
guy. I don't, I don't usually watch. You're not a rom-com watcher? No, I am not. <laughs> not usually. Every For once shame. in a while, every once in a while, I will find one that I I can be okay with. But no, it's not my go-to. Um, so should I share mine first? Yeah, um, please do. Okay, so uh, there are a few scenes, and uh, most of them are from shows, and I think that reveals itself because I think see one of the great things about TV shows, and maybe there's a reason why I like romance better in TVs better than in the movies, is because you get to see a long-term thing. You get experience more with a, a couple or yeah. whatever. You get the, the more, like, the... Um, the like, details, the, the, the experiences. The, mun- the, the mundane part of love. Right. Which I think both of us really enjoy. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, not just the, the big romantic gestures, but also the relaxed, like, this is just us spending time together. Yeah. You yeah. don't see that in movies because they only have two hours to show you this whole love story. Right. Yeah. You know, Jessica is one of our favorite things to do, just spending time together, is just going out to the movies. Like, it's simple, and I wouldn't recommend it for, like, first dates, but Jessica and I love watching movies and uh, and we have recently liked the same movies, and so we love just uh, just going out and, like, we'll spend a day at the theater if we, if we can, so... Um, anyways, so my first one is this scene from How I Met Your Mother, which, of course, I have to mention that one. Um, but it's the scene, and I think it's the last season, where Ted is, again, he's, he hasn't met his wife yet, but they're at this hotel. And um, he hears his wife singing, or hears his wife singing for the first time, but not knowing it's going to be his wife and yeah, everything. Yeah, because their rooms are, like, right next to each other. Right. And he's on the balcony, and she had her little ukulele, and yeah. she's... Now, I will say this. I didn't share this in my story, but you can definitely ask Chris and Janelle. But I was definitely a um, – oh, how do I explain this? Um, I, I was soppy. I was I was definitely longing for a relationship, and I was def- definitely – The desperate. kids call that a simp nowadays. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, I, I definitely wanted to have that. And at my young age, I felt like if I would turn 21 and, didn't, and wasn't married, that I was doomed to never marry for whatever reason. probably like – Part of purity culture. Well, that's a very good point. Now that you say that, that's bringing up a lot of terrible memories and thoughts now. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. Um, So, yeah. So, during this time, a lot of the shows that I watched were acknowledging that part of me and that emotion. And this was definitely that show. Uh, And so, during this scene, he, he hears this beautiful voice. And he it's just one of those beautiful scenes where you can tell he's already in love with a voice and uh, meant a lot to me. Uh, another one, which is another show that Chris and I like from this show called Scrubs. Um, and uh, it's at the very, very end of the whole series. And it's funny because it's just an imaginary thing. It's just in his head, but he's imagining what life could be in his future. And this song plays by um, Peter Gabriel. Well, it's a cover by Peter Gabriel called The Book of Love. And um, and it's uh, it's a beautiful song, and he's just imagining his future with his with his friends, with his best friends, and with his future wife and kids and everything. And I remember watching that before, I think, um, yeah, because it came out before Jessica and I got married. But just thinking about that and just basically bawling because, like, oh, that's what I want. Uh, another one, another memorable one, now that The Office is loved by everyone, is uh, that scene from, I think it was the first or second episode. Um, I think it was the second, where Jim obviously has a crush on Pam, but Pam doesn't have a crush on her or him. Well, she does, but she doesn't want to admit it. And she had just rested her head on him, even though he had a bad day up until that point. At the very end, when he's doing his uh, headshot interview, 
he goes like, yeah, not a bad day. It was just a reminder that sometimes just the simplest of things that from your significant other that can change everything about your day. And then at last, from a movie, and this is one of the greatest, greatest payoffs in all movie-dumb, and that is the uh, Cap and Peggy dance at the end of Endgame. You know, he ruined a lot of people's lives with that dance. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he created alternate timelines that had to be pruned. Or did it. Or maybe everything that he... Well, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> don't ruin this for me. <laughs> Trillions of people died, Tim. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just so he could dance? Come on. Come on. Uh, that's that's me, though. What about you, man? All right. So, Le'Veon Rose from How I Met Your Mother and Book of Love from Scrubs. Top tier. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll agree with you there. Uh, some of my favorite, though. Most of them are, like, animated. Um. There's a scene uh, in the show Futurama. Great show. Amazing show. <laughs> where Fry and Leela end up stuck. Time freezes for everybody but them. Oh, yeah. And they just, they go on like all of the best dates. They walk across yeah. the ocean. They hold hands. They go to parks and they play. They eat. It's like, it's like Ted's super date. Yeah. But everyone else in the universe is frozen. Right, right. And they get to the end of their lives, and then they look at each other, and they have the option, and they say, you want to go again? Aww. And they go back to when time wasn't frozen, and they continue with life with from time. that point yeah. with time. And it is, that was just, for me, it was such a great moment, because I've been Aww. watching the show, obviously, at from episode one, Fry is, like, in love with Leela. Yeah, yeah. And it was just so cool to see them, like, get to do that together. Aww. I loved it. Um, That's such a funny show. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. It's really It's not weird. meant to be really romantic, but it was super romantic. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea of that. <laughs> um, secondly, also Book of Love, but not from Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. There is, um, it's actually Book of Life. But I call it the book of life because <laughs> it's adorable. Um, but there's a movie. It's on Disney Plus called Book of Life. With um, it's kind of like a Day of the Dead type thing. Mm. And there's a character Manolo, and he's been in love with this girl Maria since he was a little kid. I'm realizing there's a trend <laughs> in the stuff that I like. Um, but he's in love with this girl named Maria. She leaves town to go to school at some nunnery. And she comes back, and you know, obviously she's an adult now. She's beautiful, and him and his best friend are both in love with this girl, and they compete for her love, but obviously he's the main character, so he's going to get her hand in marriage or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he disappoints his family, and he thinks, like, the entire town. So he picks up his guitar, and he plays Creep by Radiohead, but an acoustic version. Mm. And she's watching from a distance. He doesn't know she's watching. And he's just like, man, I screwed this up. I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. I just want to be with you. And she's like, oh, my God, Manolo. I didn't know you felt this way. And she, there's a bet going on between, like, the gods of death uh, from the land of the remembered and the land of the forgotten on which one of the best friends would win her hand. And that's when the one from the land of the remembered is like, yep, see, I win. That's it right there. She's in love with him. You don't know women if you don't think that he's going to win. <laughs> And then he goes to her house and plays her another song and like he gets, he stands on his friend's shoulders and they lift him up to the balcony and she leans in for a kiss and then she goes, did you think it'd be that easy? Oh. And he falls and everything is like, 
obviously they're just flirting back and forth, yeah. but it's super cute. And then he ends up dying for her and then coming back to life because he won the bet. Yeah. All kinds of great stuff. Um, the next one, which is incredibly sad, but still incredibly beautiful. It's, and it was only like 11 minutes. It's probably the best, best 11 minutes, romantic minutes of all. And a lot of you already know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Carl and Ellie from Up. Yes, 100%. Like, hands down, I don't even have to explain myself on that no. one. That was just a beautiful love story, start to finish. Absolute favorite. And that that's the trend I'm talking about. Do, they're friends first do, and as their uh, kids and then they get yeah. older. Um, and then the last one, actually, honorable mention before I get to the last one, uh, Corey and Topanga from Boy Meets World. Mm. Their entire love story is just great. Yeah. Um, but the last one is a movie called Yesterday. Yeah. Um, where this guy wakes up in a world without the Beatles. Yeah. Like, everybody forgot the Beatles I were a watched thing. I haven't it yet. It's so great. You need to. Okay. But everybody forgets the Beatles are a thing except for him. Yeah. So he writes all of the Beatles songs <laughs> and pushes them forward as his own since nobody had ever, nobody else had ever written them. And he becomes super famous. Like he meets Ed Sheeran, goes on tour <laughs> with him, becomes even more famous than Ed Sheeran, and he ends up opening for this guy Jack, which is hilarious. Um, but the entire time he has this friend named Ellie. They're – best friends again yeah since they were little and when he starts writing the Beatles songs like he's telling her like I wrote this for you mm. or, like I would dedicate this song to you and they kind of date almost not really and then they get to a situation where he's got to choose between her and music she ends up dating this other guy because he's off doing whatever mm. and then at the the climax of the film he gets out on stage and he's like you know what I didn't write these songs. These songs are written by these four guys, the Beatles, and they deserve all the credit for it, which the Beatles exist. They just didn't become a band. So uh, he's like, he goes out and talks to John Lennon. Oh my God. Which obviously is not the real John Lennon, but still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, goes out and talks to John Lennon, and wow, it, it's a really cool movie. And then he's like, I didn't write these songs. I don't need to be a musician anymore. And he leaves all of that for Ellie, uh. grabs her from backstage where he had put her, uh, he sets up like this big reveal. He's like, this is a woman that I love. And she's on camera backstage. Like, what? <laughs> what is happening? And then he goes backstage, grabs her, and they just run away from all the music stuff together. Wow. And then he's like, man, I feel like Harry Potter right now. <laughs> and she goes, who? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, so it's like, oh, I can write Harry Potter, too. <laughs> Which is a really cute movie. But that's uh, those are my favorite love scenes from movies. Fun. Well, that was cool. Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, um. Let's move on. Let's, uh, let's talk about our favorite dates. Yeah? Talk about favorite dates. Favorite dates. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. Go, you go you, for you it. You want me to go for it? Yeah, please. Okay, so for Janelle's birthday one year, I took her time traveling. Uh, we went to a museum. We went to an old car lot, which was just really cool. We went to an old restaurant that was like one of the first restaurants in Austin like a long time ago. And then to cap off the night, we went to a Beatles concert. Oh. Obviously, it was not the real Beatles. Right, right. It was a Beatles cover band that's really popular called Rain. Mm. Uh, so we went to do that. And that was really fun. Mm. Had a blast. Nice. Um, another one is we went to a Jimmy World concert. While we were there, we met up with a couple of friends that we have accidentally, by the way. Shout out <laughs> Kyle Gonzalez and Alyssa Harrison. Um, we met up with some friends a while back that 
after the concert, we went to a burger place, and burger place was all right, but it was just a really fun night. Yeah. Um, the next one was, and these are in no particular order, um, our anniversary date that we just had for our seventh anniversary. Oh, yeah. Uh, we went out to Austin, went shopping at, like, Whole Foods, and did a couple of fun things, and then we got a hotel room because we're married and we can do that. Mm. Sinners. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but we, we got a hotel room. I made dinner reservations, and then we were just like, you know what? Let's cancel our dinner re- reservations. Let's just go get tacos and a couple of drinks and hey. chill at the hotel. Yes. And that is absolutely our vibe. <laughs> so we did that. It was nice. Um, anytime we go to Cora, I like doing that with her. That's a sushi place in Austin. That's really cool. Um, one of my favorite memories of dates, though, is after her graduation, I threw her in the car. And we went to one of her favorite burger places at the time called Storms, mm. which had shut down. Oh. Um, I will swear that – I'll swear on a stack of Bibles I didn't know that this place was actually closed down at the time. Um, and I'm willing to swear on that stack of Bibles because I know the Bible is not God-breathed. So <laughs> – <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but – I knew. I knew it was closed down. So we went to another one that was in Burnett, uh, which was also closed down. I did not know that one was closed down. <laughs> but the point is, I got to drive around with my favorite person. Oh. And we were just trying to find some food, man. <laughs> it was not technically a date because yeah. I, she was still dating What's-His-Bucket. <laughs> but I consider it a date. And I had a blast. Again, respectfully. I wasn't trying to steal her. Yeah, I yeah. just wanted to spend time with her. <laughs> so there you go. Those are my favorites. Oh, man. What about yours? Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if this counts because this was how I proposed to her. Um, but totally counts. That's a date. It's a date. Um, so Jessica loves the beach. Like she wants to move to a beach someday. Um, that's not the Gulf of Mexico. And um, respectably. You know we have property. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. In Honduras. Um, and uh, yeah, so I took her out to uh, the first, not the first time. She's been to the beach before, but us together for the first time. Um, and that's how I proposed to her. I took her to the beach alone, uh, just just us, uh, no people, whatever. And uh, we had a good time. We got to just, you know, stand around. It was it was her favorite type of weather, too. It was like her fav- her favorite weather is at the beach, cloudy and a little overcast and just like, that, that's her that's her vibe and so it was a perfect day for that and yeah it was a great day we got to just go out spend the time on the beach and at the end of it proposed and she said yes it was great um uh, next one uh we we've done different versions of this but there's one in particular time that we went to austin and we went to this um this i can't remember what restaurant it's called but this italian restaurant and this is just your stereotypical one but we we, we walked around a lot and we went to this a bookstore and Jessica loves books. And so we got to experience like this really cool vintage looking bookstore and just have a good time there. Was and this in the domain? No, no, no. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was really cool. It was really cold. And so we were close and snuggly and we got to just go out and just walk around. And it's the simple dates like that to me. They're really great. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that doesn't have to be like a massive thing. It's just, yeah. Spending time together with your favorite person. Yeah. Um, but, on the flip side of that, uh, next one I have on my list is we went to Disney World and we went out into different restaurants and we went to several of them. And so those were always, those were memorable. I can't remember all the restaurants, but 
Jamal uh, can if you want a list. That's very true. <laughs> um, there was one time before we were engaged uh, that I chose to take her out uh, for a picnic. And at the time, I had a truck. And so uh, put down the bed and had everything out, laid out there, candle, food. I, I made the food, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, lasagna, if I remember correctly. And, uh, yeah, it was a great time. Just put on the music. It was nighttime. It was like we were just watching the stars, I think. Um, that was really great. And then another one I mentioned earlier is Jessica really loves books and libraries. And so I took her to the Lyndon B. Johnson Library in Austin. Um, it was very windy that day, I remember. But it was a lot of fun. Jessica had just it, – it's like – it's really just this great feeling – and I'm sure you have this too, Chris, but or anyone does that's in love, but you get to watch your favorite person, the person that you adore the most, enjoy the thing that they enjoy the most. Yeah. It's really just this beautiful moment. Like, I don't, it could be the thing that I care the least in the world about, but because she cares about it, it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and so just to be able to go to a library and just see her look at all the old, new books and the museum inside and, um, yeah, I remember that. It was, it was really great. And then uh, last one, we've done this several times, but anytime we get to go to a musical, it's always a great experience. So I always love going out, just going out to Austin, or I think we've gone to a couple in Dallas, and uh, just go out to eat and then go to a musical and see see the show, and it's always always a wonderful time. I think if I went out to eat and then a musical, I would pass out in the middle <laughs> of the musical. Not because I don't like musicals. I love musicals. Yeah. But just having a, a stomach full of food, doing something I enjoy, being comfortable, but also not moving, right. like, I would just fall asleep. <laughs> um, all right. So those were some of our favorite dates. On the flip side of that, let's talk about some of the worst uh, <laughs> dating <laughs> moments that we've had. Let's do it. <laughs> um, Chris, you go for it. Okay. So <laughs> for those of you that know me and for those of you that don't, I used to work at Disney World. Yeah. I don't speak for the brand or the company. <laughs> um, but I dated, again, this is during the time that Janelle was still with her boyfriend. And I, I didn't have girlfriends, but I dated a few girls at Disney. We went on a couple of dates. Yeah. Um, one time, I took this girl, we'll call her Marilyn, um, to <laughs> obviously the park as a date because um, we both work there, so we get free entry. Uh, we went to... Uh, where did we end up going to eat? That doesn't matter. We went to some place to eat that was inside the park. Again, if you want a list of places I've been to eat, <laughs> ask Janelle. I, yeah. I don't remember where I went. We went to one of the in-park restaurants, though. And while we were there, I had to run to the bathroom. I ran. I just went pee. It took, like, less than a minute. I came back out, and I could not find her. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea where my date had gone. <laughs> and I pull out my phone to text her and say, hey, where'd you go? Where you at? I'm looking for you. My phone was dead. Oh. So I waited outside of the bathroom for what had to be 15 minutes, 20 <laughs> minutes. I don't know. It was at least 15 because I thought, you know, maybe while I went in, she also went in. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I came out and she was not there. <laughs> so... I waited. She never came out of the bathroom. Um, I didn't know what happened until the next day. <laughs> she thought I left. Oh. So she got really offended, and she left. Oh. I guess. You didn't tell her you went to the no, bathroom? No, I, I told her I went to the bathroom, but 
the restaurant we went to has two bathrooms oh. equidistant. She went to this one oh. to wait for me to come out. I went to this one over here. Gotcha. So she thought, like, I guess she had waited around for like 15 <laughs> minutes or so. We were just <laughs> at the wrong bathroom. You guys were at the opposite side just waiting yeah. for each other. <laughs> and this should be in a movie somewhere. I'm yeah. sure it is. But that is a real thing that happened to me. I lost my date at Disney World. <laughs> waiting at the bathroom. <laughs> we were both there, and we just... Disney World is a huge place, all right? Yeah, yeah. Don't judge me. No, no judgment. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so that happened, and we we kept saying, you know, oh, we'll we'll try again, and we never did. Just, yeah. That's once once that, that once that happens, it's, yeah, it's over. It, yeah. I I had no real <laughs> interest, and I don't know if she did either, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, another time, I was on a date with a girl that. Obviously not my wife, because I've only had good dates with my wife, for the record. Mm. If anybody ever asks, that's the truth. Nice. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. If I did have bad dates, I wouldn't tell you guys. Can't wait to see Janelle's comment. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but another time, I was going out with this girl, and I had set up a picnic and, you know, trying to be romantic. Um, I think this was in high school, towards the end of my high school career, maybe junior or sophomore year. No, it would have had to be junior. Yeah, junior year. Okay. <laughs> went on a picnic. We went to sit by the lake. It was really nice. Um, I do not have picnic blankets. I just had a regular blanket. So, you know, I lay out the blanket and everything, and we're eating. We're having a good old time. That lasts maybe six, seven minutes. And? Immediately, she jumps up <laughs> and starts running towards the water. <laughs> And I think I have enough time to say, hey, what's – and then immediately I have to jump up and run towards the water because we had sat this blanket on top of an ant pile. Oh. And the ants came through the blanket. They yeah. didn't even take the time to go around and come on top. They went through the blanket, and we were both covered in ants. Oh, jeez. It was an awful situation that I wouldn't wish on anyone. Um. Yeah, so that happened. <laughs> Obviously ruined the date. Yeah. I just took her back home, and we left the food and the blanket there. <laughs> they won that battle. <laughs> <laughs> this is yours. You own this now. Like, there's no way I'm getting anything out of this situation. So that uh, happened to me. Nice, nice. All right. Um, okay, so these were not bad dates, but they were bad relationship moments. Um, so this goes back to when I was dating Susan. Judy. 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 And um, according to your notes anyway, Judy. Yeah. And uh, again, we had been dating for a while, but it was kind of definitely obvious that um, I still had feelings for Jess. And um, so one t- one time, uh, Jessica comes into town to visit. And um, she, uh, she, of course, Melissa is her best friend. And so she was visiting her mostly, but just saying hi to everyone. So I knew she was coming in and I knew that I had to play it cool. Like I had to play kind of cold shoulder to Jess just to make sure that my girlfriend wasn't going to be offended or, you know, have any thoughts like that. Right. As one does. Right. And so I, I play it cool. You know, I say hello to Jess and I, I don't, I can't remember if I gave her like a side hug or something, but just, you know, just the Christian side. Right. Hug. Right. Just the respectable, like, Hey, good to see you. You know, she's a friend kind of thing. And I remember, um, I knew Judy was thinking about it because I remember at that night after we went home, uh, we were talking on the phone and Judy was saying something on the lines of, uh, 
um, I can't remember what she said, but basically acknowledging that, and I'm probably butchering this because, again, this was 10 years ago, but basically acknowledging that I didn't seem off, if that makes sense. Like, everything was normal. And so... Um, everything is fine. Yeah. This is all good. Yeah, yeah. And so the conversation goes on, and we're talking for a long time, and I'm getting sleepy. So I'm going to blame this on that, too. Nope. I will not <laughs> allow you to blame this on that. Um, and so... It's getting towards the end of the night, and we're saying goodbye. And, you know, at this point in our relationship, we were saying, I love you. And so she had said first, I love you, Tim. And then I said, I love you too, Jess. And at that moment, I just, just, I just went, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And so we talked for like another hour. Me just trying to defend myself and just say, I'm sorry, it was just tired and she was here today and it was just, it didn't mean anything and all these different, you know, lying excuses. And but obviously it meant something. Obviously it meant something. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, that was a uh, a fun memory uh, fail uh, of mine. And then another one, um, and this is just a synopsis, or not a synopsis, but this is just a general rule is dating the same girl that your bros have dated. It's just, it going back to it, I mean, unless you know that you know that you know it's, like, real, just just don't. Just, yeah, so just. We, we were in <laughs> high school at the time, and obviously we were raised in purity culture, so it's not like we were having sex, which I'm sure complicates it even more. <laughs> but it was still <laughs> awkward and weird sometimes. Yeah. So, okay, so I mentioned earlier Susan. Um she had dated Chris and dated – did she date Val? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. who that person was. Uh, Dre, if I remember correctly, didn't date anyone, which granted – No, he didn't. He wasn't allowed to. And But also he, – look, he that, like, It seemed like he didn't want to either. Yeah, exactly. He he deliberately stayed out of all that yeah. mess. and Which smart. Good smart on Smart man, yeah. He avoided a lot of struggle. <laughs> and now he's uh, married – or engaged, I think. Yeah, yeah, and has a baby on the way. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I, I miss him. I need to yeah. call him up. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, we just – okay, so this next time, this is a short story, but uh, a few years later, this was after Judy, and this was my rebound. And I'm, I don't I don't mean to make that sound bad because I, guess, I think, like Chris said, I was her rebound boyfriend too, I think. Um, but one of our friends was dating this girl named um, – Do we have any – Hold uh, on. Angelica. Uh, Angelica. Angelica. That's the name. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they had dated for a while. And granted, our friend of ours was a bit odd. I'll, I'll say a it like bit. that. A little bit. Um, and so I, I I I hung out with him though, and we 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 talked a lot. And at the time, his his girlfriend Angelica, she was nice and sweet and everything. Um, but then they broke up, and then it was again. This was after I had broken up with Judy, and I was just like, you know. Why not? You know, she's cute. She was kind and kind of sweet, but I didn't really get to know her that well. So we started, um, I, of course, I asked our friend, I was like, hey, is it cool if I ask her out? And he goes, yeah, it's fine with me. So I was like, all right, free reign, you know. Um, so we started dating, and it was just one of those things to where I really caught on as to why my friend broke up with her. And she seems like a nice, sweet person, but it was just not a fit. And but it was one of those things to where I I kind of wanted it to work just because again rebound and I just I, I I'll blame it on myself I just I just wanted something to fill in that void for a little while, um, but man it was one of the worst things ever and so 
on, on, I think I'm sure on all ends, but I ended up breaking it off. But it was just, guys, for all my bros out there, just just don't. Just don't. Just don't. Hold on. I'm typing <laughs> this in the notes right now so Tim can see it, and I'm going to name these people something else. Okay. I, w- I would just like you to go over who dated who at okay. what point. So you and I and Val both <laughs> all three dated Susan. Okay. You and our other friend dated Angelica. Yeah. Uh, you and I both dated Peggy. I don't remember that. You definitely did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am 100% certain you did. Okay. 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 Um, if you say so. I definitely do. I didn't date this. Oh, you're no, about, no, you're no, about, no, Okay, no. okay. Uh, me and Val dated. You're a namer. Can you tell I watched Hamilton recently? Liza. Liza <laughs> and Peggy. Um, oh, man. Val and, I, Val and I dated Eliza. And then um, we'll call this one Janet. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, but Val and I also both dated Janet. Val and I had a lot. You of and Val <laughs> were the main culprits. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, uh, that's kind of how it. But how to it be goes. fair, the girls like chose this too, so it wasn't like you know we were just yeah we weren't just like passing these pe- people right. like they're human beings with their own <laughs> yeah. decision making capabilities. Obviously, but, but we but all these people that he just mentioned Eliza, Janet, Peggy, like we we were all somewhat friends, like we all hung out in some capacity, yeah. and so it was definitely like this. How I Met Your Mother friends scenario where we all still went to the same church and school and just yep just that's who we spent time with it was high school man it's such a weird thing I want to say there was one more but I'm not positive was there more than one person that dated uh I don't think so I don't know. I didn't I I don't know maybe well we'll skip it we'll skip it. <laughs> Okay, um, I think, though, that'll bring us to the end of our main segment. We are just about out of here, but don't go away. We have so much more for you guys to laugh at us about. Yes, fun stuff. All right. Hey, guys, this is Tim and Chris from the Always More podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing, following, rating, liking, commenting, and asking us questions. If you haven't done any of those, you're wrong and you need to. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Chris, chill. Okay, well, seriously, thank you guys so much for those who have donated to the podcast by giving at buymeacoffee.com uh, in our sh- link in our show notes. And it really just helps us like spend more time to creating a better content for you guys to listen to and to also just help feed our caffeine addiction. Which we definitely do have. It's actually a real problem for us. It is. It's destroying our families. It's horrible. (laughs) Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Back to the show. All right, everybody. We are back. Like the side that's not the front. What? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed some of those stories, embarrassing things. And trust me, there are there are many, uh, many more that we could have gone into. But yeah, for I, the sake of our... Feel free to ask. I have no shame. <laughs> I will embarrass myself and I'll embarrass Tim if you want to know more about Tim. And Tim will uh, tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. Um all right, so let's. Uh, we're going to start off by uh, first off just shouting out all of the old, basically all the people who have been listening for a long time, who have been listening since the beginning, or maybe you came in a few months ago. Uh, the listeners, um, whether you've been, you know, just 
joining us for the journey and stuck stuck through with us during the deconstruction series. Uh, for good or bad, we appreciate you. And for all the new people, because we definitely got an influx of people who started listening during our deconstruction series. Uh, shout out to you guys, too. Welcome to the journey. Welcome to the regular show, if that makes sense. The uh, regular show. <laughs> uh, this is how we normally kind of do things. We change it up every other week. Um, we, uh, we, we do a different type of show every other week uh, with a few different segments and everything. But it's, it's a lot more um, upbeat and chipper and... And uh, we're not tearing people down without building them up. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that till the day I die. I bro. know, I know. Uh, I'm so it, bitter about that comment. <laughs> like that's not even true. <laughs> One, it's not even true. Two, we're not trying to do any of those things. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? <laughs> uh, uh, and also, shout out to uh, the people who are listening in all these random countries. Uh, so we get some. Bro. We get yeah. some, we get some stats, and I know who this first this first person is for sure. But uh, shout out to people from Germany. Do you know who the first person is? Because my godfather and my god sister live in Germany. Oh, maybe it's them too. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's our uh, our friend Michael Parker. It maybe both. Maybe both. Uh, shout out to you guys for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, s- uh, another here here a list of other countries that just recently started listening in. So Bangladesh, right? Australia, which may be my friends. Uh. Yeah, UK. Also maybe my friends. New Zealand. Also maybe my friends. I, I met a lot of people o- like from overseas oh, okay. at Disney. I to say I have friends too. <laughs> uh, Canada, Netherlands, and India. So That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for it. Hello, all you people and from all these other countries and continents. If I spoke your languages, I would greet you in them. I do not. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I can say hello to the people in Australia, UK, New Zealand, as long as they're not indigenous. Uh, Canada, as long as they're not in Montreal, in their <laughs> original languages. <laughs> and it's hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thank you, colonization. Um, and then uh, <laughs> uh, and then one last thing before we move on. Um, in case you don't remember, we had briefly mentioned this in the deconstruction series, but uh, because I love list and because I love soundtracks, I decided to make some soundtracks to our episodes. Hey! Uh, so if you go to our show notes and you look for where it says Spotify soundtracks, you can click that link and it'll bring you to our Spotify account that has playlists for each episode that we've done, including the deconstruction series, which uh, really proud of that one. So uh, songs that we like, songs that we are inspired by, songs that we listen to during those times, and uh, yeah. A lot of great fun fun stuff it is that indeed fun um moving on to our next segment we are going to our do we have a sound for this one no don't we gotta make sounds for everything i know right? i know i know all right this is our segment hashtag ask chris and tim yes uh this is where you guys get to ask us questions and regardless of what they are we will answer them to the best of our ability you will answer them <laughs> Um, on your Facebook posts and Twitters and Instagrams and hashtags and tic- old TikToks. <laughs> Hashtag Ask Chris and Tim. Ask us a question. We'll do our best to answer it. Yeah. This first one comes from Fernando. Mm. It's fun to say. It is a fun Fernando. name. Um, Batman versus Iron Man. One month to train and analyze the other. Who wins? Okay. So I've been thinking about this one. And it's really hard because... No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not. Because... You also have to analyze, is this the Iron Man and Batmans of the movies or from the comics? Because from the movies, I'm giving it to Iron Man straight up. Iron Man is smarter than any of the Batmans I've seen in the movies. Yes. Comics, I I might give a slight edge to Batman. Nope. 
I might give a slight. Nope. You, and think, here, you, you, think it's, you think it's Batman or you think it's Iron Man? No, I think it's Iron Man. Oh, 100%, really? 100%. Comics or movies, regardless. Wow. Doesn't matter. Any universe. And here is why. <laughs> the simple fact that Iron Man is not above pulling a gun and shooting Batman in the face. <laughs> That's a good point. Iron Man knows that Wayne Manor has a pretty large property. Yeah. And he can just drop a missile on it. <laughs> Blow everyone up, yeah. send a robot to scan it and make sure he's dead. <laughs> and if he's just like injured and like his back is broken, but he could, you know, work out the way he did when Bane broke his back. Right. Just bam. <laughs> game over. <laughs> Batman doesn't kill. Iron Man does. Therefore, Iron Man gets the win. Well, even then, like just think about the smarts of them both. Like, granted, if you look at the comics, Batman is more of a detective, but Iron Man is just, I mean, nanotechnology alone just by far, I think, outweighs anything that Batman has really done. I'm sure I'm going to hear from some Batman fans like, oh, well, he beat Superman or did this. I'm like, yeah, but the writers just cheated around the system. 99% of the time, Batman is going to lose against these bigger guys. He he just is. I hear you. But they're actually one of my favorite things to do with a buddy of mine uh, comes and hangs out every now and then. He's been one of my best friends since I was a little kid. Uh, Danny. Danny O'Reilly. We watch this show together called Death Battle. Okay. Which you tell? I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see. Because there is a Batman versus Iron Man Death Battle. Is it like based on stats? Yep. They they go into like the science of it. It's not just uh. like because we want to. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. I can't tell which one that was. I need to watch the whole thing. Uh-oh. Are they saying Iron Man lost? <gasps> I don't believe they it. They are. No. I'm sorry. Look, I, I'm sure there's Batman comics that I'm missing, but I don't... I, dude. Oh, no, 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 no. Tony Stark. Okay. No. Yeah. Iron Man won. Okay. I was about to say. Yeah. No, Tony Stark is just... He's, he's He used the Iron Man suit to basically nuclear meltdown <laughs> near Batman and got out of the suit. The suit exploded and he won. There you go. So, boom. Yeah, and that's that's just the thing. He like even if you're like, oh well, Batman can just throw an EMP. I'm like, dude, he's he's thought of that. He's he and like I, there's one guy on TikTok where uh, he talks about Iron Man and how every single movie you see something new in his suit that was um, because he he learned a hard lesson. Yeah, and so because that's that's the argument. And Fernando brought this up for a reason because they're both smart people. Uh, but I think Iron Man's just I think he's just got the edge on him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%. That's like, who would win? Superman versus this person. Superman has laser vision. Come on, guys. He's faster than this. He can go to the moon and laser vision you from the moon. (laughs) No one wins if they're willing to kill. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, our friend Aaron, another versus question. Aaron asked, who wins in a fight? Uh, Lightsaber, force, whatever. Ahsoka? Or Luke, you can use certain points in time, or say when they're at their strongest. I'm gonna say peak. At their peak, Luke wins. I like Ahsoka way more. I don't think we've seen Ahsoka at her peak. That's the problem. Oh, well, at their peak so far, then. And I'm I'm taking into account the movies, not like comics, because those were scrapped. They're not canon anymore. So just canon. At their peak, 
And you also have to remember, like, the Force is a living thing that flows in and out of everyone. Yeah. The Jedis were able to tap into the Force, and each Jedi is allowed to tap in more or less based on their own abilities, but the Force is a finite thing. Luke didn't have to share the Force with any other Jedi because they were all dead. Well... Okay, so here, here's my thing is, and a lot of people got upset about Ray, which is um, I'll blame mostly misogyny, but um, they they complain about Ray's time to become so powerful, and I'm thinking Luke did the same exact thing. He yeah. was just him and Ray, both were very powerful in the Force early on, and and, and Anakin for that matter. Yeah, they they didn't need a lot of training to be very powerful. Also, on now, top of that, Leia trained Ray. Well, Luke yeah, had to figure it out himself. Well, he had Yoda. Kinda, but my my point is is that they didn't require training to be very powerful. However, they did require training to become very skillful. Yes, um, and so Ahsoka was trained by arguably the greatest living Jedi of all time, mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker, and Yoda, and Yoda, and Obi Wan. So it's a it's a toss up for me because I love Luke, but I mean. Ahsoka knows how to fight. She was in wars, uh, literally in wars, fought with the Mandalores on the Siege of Mandalore. And, I mean, just mm-hmm. the, the the woman is, I don't know, man. It, it, it you is, know what? I think you changed my mind. <laughs> I Like I said, I love Ahsoka. Yeah. I want to give it to her. But I think Luke was intentionally written as the most powerful Jedi. And that's the thing. It's like if, if you're— But if it's skill versus power— See, I, it, it's really because it comes back down to like that fight between Yoda and Do, uh, Dooku it, because it was really just about, okay, well, obviously you, you, you can control the force better than I can. Yoda could better than Dooku. So it yeah. came down to the, the, the um, sword fight. And even then, Yoda was pretty much kicking butt for the most part, but it was pretty equal. See, that's the thing. It's like who would win in that kind of fight? Yeah, the only reason Dooku got away is because he tried to kill yeah. Obi-Wan. So... Hmm. Man, that's a hard one. Luke is obviously, I think, more powerful than Ahsoka. I'll, I'll definitely give him that. On if if killing is allowed, and they like kind of let go of that, and they kind of, you know, if it has to be a death kind of thing, I, th- I think I might edge Luke fifty one percent of the time, but it's close to me. It's super close. Yeah. Yeah. No, same thing. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that question, Aaron. That's a good one. All right. Last one actually comes from my wife, Janelle. What is your favorite animated Disney movie before 2000? Does Pixar count? Yeah. I, <sighs> this one's tough for me. Like I said, I've worked at Disney. I've spent a lot of time being a Disney yeah. kid. Like, this is hard. I, I my, my childhood memories. Okay, what, I guess favorite. Emotionally, I would say it's, it's, it's got to be Lion King. So... I think I think that's it. I mean, I love Toy Story, and that one is amazing and incredible. But I think emotionally, just being so young with it and remembering it very vividly, I think yeah. Lion King probably has has the edge. So for me, um, as you know, I am bipolar depressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it definitely depends on my mood. <laughs> if I'm in an all right mood, it's absolutely Lion King. I love that movie. The retelling of Hamlet, the music, everything. It's just such a great movie. Yeah. But if I am in a depressive mood, 
the only Disney movie that cheers me up is The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Mm. Oh, that's good stuff. And I love that movie as well. My daughter recently discovered, because I showed it to her, <laughs> that Winnie the Pooh has a TV show. Oh, yeah. Uh, the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh. And she loves oh, love that it. show. So we watch that together, and I cry every time because she's super sweet. Man. I will shout out, though, um, uh, was um, mm, Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. Robin Hood was really good. That was really good. We watched that one a lot, too. Yeah. The, the the whistle just the intro the intro alone just brings back so yeah. many memories good good vibes the well how does it go yes mm. just hits hits right there just hits yeah. right there <laughs> and then the yes Dude, that movie's so underrated it's so good it's, it's so, so good, good. <laughs> all right Oh, man. Moving on to our next segment. This one is... Things I Learned from the Internet. Turtles can breathe through their butts. I knew that. (laughs) And yet hearing it said out loud by someone that is not Olaf just... What? Olaf says that? Yeah, have you not seen uh, Frozen 2? I have, but I don't remember that. Yeah, there's a scene where uh, I think it's Elsa is like, Olaf, what's that thing you say? And he goes, uh, you mean my theory about how advancing technology is both our savior and our doom? <laughs> no, the other thing. Uh, turtles can breathe through their butts? <laughs> no, the other thing. No, I don't remember that, man. <laughs> um well, I learned for the first time the other day uh, that some aquatic turtles that live in colder environments uh, had the ability to not only breathe through their nose and their mouth, but they can also absorb oxygen through their butts through a process called cloacal respiration. Cloacal? I don't know, but Basically, do, do you think it stinks? Like the butt air is worse than breathing through your mouth? Well, considering that I don't think there's any kind of receptors I mean, I, I guess to not like. Smelling it, you're right. But I mean, like, is the quality worse? I don't. Like, do they prefer one over the other? It's, it's, they said it's done through hibernation. And so they're, I think they're just sleeping mostly. And how does this relate to butt drinking? You mean butt breathing? No, butt drinking. What are you talking about? Have you never heard of people that, like, they'll put a a beer in their butts and it gets you drunk faster? I I don't think it has any relation. (laughs) All right. If you say so. Uh, You're the one that did the subject. Yeah, so turtles, some aquatic turtles can breathe through their butts, which leads to the question. I mean, we have to ask it. Would you? Would you do it? I mean, if, it, if I could breathe through my butt, yeah. would I do it? Yeah, absolutely not. No, I know what goes on down there. <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, life or death situation. You're. you're I would rather die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Chris, you go. All right. So squids can fly. No. Like water squids, they can fly. Prove it. Yeah. So there's a species (laughs) of oceanic squid that can fly more than 30 meters. That's roughly 100 feet through the air at speeds faster than Usain Bolt. Oh, my God. If it wants to escape a predator. Uh, This was done by Japanese researchers. So there's um, the squid is the neon flying squid. And there's a, a town that this guy was out fishing or something. 
and there was a squid on his roof. <laughs> like he heard a, a like a boom, and yeah. then went out and checked the roof of the boat. There was a squid. So he's like, "Oh, that's weird." And throws it back in the water. A couple minutes later, another one. Boom. <laughs> is the bird dropping it? Different squid. <laughs> and he throws it back in the water. He's like, "What is going on?" And like this entire fishing trip, this keeps happening to him. So he goes back. He's like, "Guys, squid can fly." They're like landing on my roof. I don't know what's going on. And everybody's like, "Nah, nah, nah." But it keeps happening to multiple people, multiple yeah. people. So finally, Japanese researchers did a study to figure out what was going on in the area. <laughs> Turns out these squid were like launching themselves out of the water and not just like dolphins where they like shoot up and then they're back in the right. water. Like they were launching themselves out and then going horizontal and flying. So Buzz Lightyear style, falling with style. Yes and no. <laughs> they weren't just like. On a downward angle, they were also, like, catching wind and going up. Right, so, like, gliding. They were, like, gliding through the air. Uh, So it turns out that the neon flying squid can propel itself out of the ocean by shooting a jet of water at high pressure from its head and then using its fins to glide about 11.2 meters per second. Wow. Um, So once they shoot the water out, they glide by spreading their fins and their arms, and they kind of have that, like, flying squirrel type thing going on. Um, and then they land back in the water. They basically just do this to escape from predators. Right. But the physicality of all squids shows that they can technically do the same thing theoretically. What do you mean? Oh, like any, any squid, squid can, do can do that. Not uh, just the neon. They just haven't learned how to do it yet. They may know how. They just don't because they don't need to. Uh, Other squids have defense mechanisms and ink and things like that. The neon flying squid specifically just shoots water out, launches right. out of the water, and it's gone. But – could you imagine? I know where you're going with this. A colossal squid. Uh, yes. <laughs> just like you live in a beach town. You're just having a good old time, you know, just living your life, getting some ice cream at the, the little soda shop down by the road. And a, you look, you look towards the beach as you often do just to, this is a lovely view. I enjoy the beach view. I get to see kids playing, dogs running around, nice little wit. What? The hell is that? <laughs> Just a colossal squid. Like yeah. thousands upon thousands of pounds of squid <laughs> flying through the air directly towards you. It's like one of those moments where you just look up, you see a bomb coming, and you're like, this may as well happen. <laughs> just sit down and just take in the moment. <laughs> That's it. But it's a squid. <laughs> Oh, that'd be terrifying. What movie? Oh, my God. What movie was that? Um, Watchmen. The giant oh, squid that he dropped yeah. on the town. Ozymandias dropped the giant squid. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, man. Oh. Just imagine that. Oh, that'd be geez. awful. Oh. Well, there you go. There that, you go. That's my uh, <laughs> things I learned from the internet. All right. We got two more segments, and this next one is one of my favorites, and it's time for Shower Thoughts with Chris. Can anybody tell me how crown molding got so popular? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, okay, so first, it's way out of reach. Yeah. Nobody ever pays attention to, like, the top part of your house. Where My the, dad does. Where the wall meets the ceiling. <laughs> well, he does now, but, like, how did it start? <laughs> yeah. Um. Secondly, it's just another thing to clean. Yeah. Like, aside from the fact that it's just up there doing nothing, like, it. <laughs> It doesn't hold your house together. It's There's no reason for it, technically, aside from aesthetics. It's called molding. Like, who wants mold in their house? 
<laughs> and then thirdly, it's so expensive. Yeah. Who is spending that kind of money to put crown mold? Like, how did it become a thing? Yeah, I don't know. And why do I need it in my house? Yeah. My, my, that was one of the first things my dad did when they, they bought their house that they're in now. He just put it up, and he's like, this is going to raise the value of the house so much. It I'm, does. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't get it either. That's that's what I think about in the shower, guys. Oh, all right. That's, Some houses you can look up in the shower, and it's there. It's like, <laughs> it's... Where the ceiling meets the wall that, in the shower. That crown molding is going to get some mold. It is absolutely molding. It's crown molding molding is what it is. Molding crown molding. Oh, man. I'm sure someone in the comments is be like, well, actually, here's the history of it. Please do. <laughs> Educate me, please. I beg of you. Uh, all right. Well, that was Shower Thoughts with Chris. And uh, now we are ending our – so so when we just, when we started the deconstruction series, we, we quickly realized that we needed something to lift – <laughs> lift everything up at the end uh, just because of how heavy everything was uh, in that series. And uh, we kind of wanted to continue that title on. Uh, and we, we're not going to necessarily do monologues uh, or anything like that unless we really want to. But uh, we wanted to end this show, as we'll do with every show from here on out, with uh, There Is Always More Than This. And um, we wanted to just um, – we just kind of put some bullet point things to say. And um, so, so for – for all of you who maybe haven't found a long-term partner yet, that you're you, doomed. <laughs> um, here, here's here's what we'll say with that. Um, in, in my personal experience, and this is not saying that I wish that I didn't have a wife or that um, I want to try to make sure I say this correctly. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. Just because you have a ring on your finger, that does not mean your life is going to be better. And I know people know that, but there is something that I've learned that Jessica and I are both have been learning in, through our even our deconstruction is that it is so vital and important to learn to love yourself and to know yourself and to yeah. um, have that capacity. And there's things that I wish that we both would have learned about ourselves before we got married. Um, and so... I say that because it's easy on the other side. And, I, and again, I'm trying to remember back to before Jessica and I were married, but uh, I know that it wasn't easy. But it's just just a, just a maybe a glimmer of hope for the, you guys that are still single out there. Um, really take the time to just learn to love yourself. I know it sounds so cheesy and it sounds so cliche and all these different – it's cliche to say that's cliche and all those things. But it just – it really, as a married person now, and by no means am I an expert. We've only been married seven years. Um but it's something that it's come up in our marriage is just how important it is to know ourselves and to love each other and know how to treat and know know what we need. Um, so yeah, there that's, you go. That's all I got. Do you have anything to add to that? Or um, I would definitely say sacrifice humans uh, for. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, yeah. The really the only thing I would add to that is as cringy as I think the Christian church can be when it comes to stuff. Uh, the love languages oh, yeah, really, a, yeah. really help out. If you know how to love your partner, you should be pretty well set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if your love languages are not compatible, maybe you can either work on that or that may not be the person that you're hoping for. Right. So I just dropped something. <laughs> but... I think yeah. that's a that's a pretty good ending segment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And well, guys, that's all I've got to say. Um, 
And thank you all again for listening and being a part of this and for just being being here along in the journey with us because uh, we know that we're just two regular dudes that just like to talk in a microphone and share stories and laugh and joke and, you know, just try to get through the day. Yeah. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys listening, for uh, rating, commenting, uh, for sharing the podcast. For your questions, for your suggestions. Yeah. If you wanna if you want us to talk about something, let us know. Yeah, please do. Please do. We 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 are open to suggestions. We have our own trust me, I have my own list of ideas and things that I can share, but uh we wanna hear what you wanna we wanna hear what you want to hear. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right guys, we love y'all and uh we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Always More podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, like, and rate on whatever your platform of preference is. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Always More Pod and ask your question using hashtag AskChrisandTim. If you'd like to support the podcast and feed into Chris and Tim's caffeine addiction, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash alwaysmorepod. For further information and to contact Chris or Tim, you can email them at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com. We reference the no bones day. Okay. The collective mental state of an entire generation rests on a 13-year-old <laughs> pug who barely has the energy to stand. I don't and know. when that tiny dog dies, because it's coming soon, I'm not going to work that day. <laughs> I am going to cry. I promise you, I will cry. Half the nation will be in a state of mourning. <laughs> you're not even you're not even kidding. Like literally half of the nation will be mourning Noodle, the 13-year-old pug. We got to record. God bless him. <laughs>